0: Listening to the Yo Rewind That podcast, the show that brings you hip hop and pop culture talk from the '90s to 2000s, with your host Be High. Hey, what's up, world? Welcome to the Yo Rewind That podcast. I'm your host Be High, and on today's episode, we got part two of the Robert Richard interview. He's gonna finish telling us the Flex story, talk about House of Wax, Paris Hilton, Kim K. Give us some Mike Tyson story, and he's gonna talk Nipsey Hustle. Let's get into this episode. Oh, yeah, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Yo Take Rewind That, breath. and my personal page at B.High. And
1: so Flex would like challenge me a lot. And I would tell him, listen, man, like, if you challenge me one more time, like, all this Hollywood hierarchy stuff goes out the window. Like, I'm a fuck you up and like that ain't that ain't a threat that's a promise and I told him that and it was like it was weird I think because everyone kind of like sees me like this nice guy like smiling (laughs) but I was like I was dead serious with him and then he starts doing all this mumbo jumbo and talking and I'm like no like let your ass go like stop don't stand back there don't let your posse like take care of you come over here and nobody hold me back I'm gonna size you up right now and that created a divide, and in that divide is kind of where Kyle's and I story start to flourish, and the dad's role kind of went away. So that last season with like, with like Ray J and like all the other like younger oh, that's kids. That's right.
0: That's right. Ray J was on there. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Ray J it. was okay. on the
1: show. Right. So that's kind of how that happened, and I don't really tell that story, but I think it's important that I'm authentic with everybody, especially the listeners, that like. Sometimes people don't like you. And one, you got to be centered with yourself. Like the reason why I didn't have any respect for certain people in Hollywood is like, you don't say hi to the janitor. You don't say hi to the cook. You don't say hi to the person who's, you know, doing all the heavy lifting. But then you want to act all buddy-buddy with me. I I don't really fuck with that like that. I'm like either you treat everybody the same or I don't really fuck with you. So, when I see somebody like high on their horse like driving these expensive cars and having jewelry and dripping and thinking they're better than somebody just cuz you're just lucky, like you know what I mean? Like that don't fly where I'm from. So I just was like I don't I don't really fuck with anybody like that. And I would say that in my career, a lot of the like you know I mean conflict that i had is like to me you a sadiddy motherfucker to me you somebody who is fair weather or you think you better than somebody and if you act like that that's cool just don't talk to me i ain't the one
0: man that's what's up
1: and so and so like in hollywood there could be a little bit of like is rob one of us but like in the streets and in the neighborhood, like I can get on a subway and have no problems with nobody, no matter what crew it is, no matter who it is. And I can be like, I feel like in any environment and still be the same Rob and talk shit. And people are like, I fuck with you because you real, you authentic. Like I was in North Carolina, I'm sitting in a bar and somebody started jawing at me. I said, bro, I'll take your lunch money so quick right now. I'm like, you want to get on the court? I will fucking embarrass you, nigga. I really hoop, I will make it so none of your friends Talk to you, no more. <laughs> oh, wow, you said that in Hoop State? <laughs> yeah. Say, that's Hoop that. State, man. <laughs> that's Hoop State. It's Hoop State. You know, Carolina, people don't know. That's that's like live or die Hoop State. So, And I would say that in, in Carolina, in Baltimore, where I lived in Baltimore. I say it in Rucker. I say it in Chicago. It don't matter what city I was in. I'm like, yo, I used to play hoop to save my life. So like, I don't know if you've lived that yet. You know what I'm saying? But like for some for some of us, that's what it is. It's like gang banging and hoop. And I did I did both living in LA. But I would use definitely the fact that I was hoop to be like, getting a pass whenever I needed a pass. You know what I'm saying? Got you,
0: got you. Well, for me, like I said, I came from a small town. I did like ran run with the uh, crowd back in the day. Yep. during my. Uh, Middle school days, but eventually I, I I veered off and got on the right path. But that you told that story, you know about the you know the situation with Flex, and how you know you're humble. So by you you know shooting you know during the daytime, going to your your uh, acting gigs, and coming back hanging with your friends, did that help keep you humble?
1: Yeah, cause like I just I never wanted to be that dude who forgot where he came from, like. All my niggas from before, I'm still in their weddings now. I'm still watching their kids grow up. I'm still like in their lives. And the people from Hollywood that I did projects with, like, they're great and they're successful, but I don't have that connection with them the way that I have with like my family and my friends, you know? And I never kind of wanted to like lose that because I don't think anybody would really admire that. It's better. That's
0: real, man. That's that's, that's 100% real. You
1: know what I mean? So. And I shout out to anybody who's like, still with they same crew. Like, not like in a joking way, but just like, that's who you that's who you, F for, you know what I'm saying?
0: That's what's so. up, man. Y'all respect that, I, I really fuck with you now. Like, i I've always been a fan, but like I said, I really like, now, you know, hearing that story and knowing that, like, that's that's very humbling. So, let me get into one of my favorite movies, House of Wax.
1: Yeah. Who was your, oh, yeah.
0: let me see, Uh, what was her name, man, Paris Hilton? She's your girlfriend
1: in that movie? Yeah, she's fine. Too. Yeah,
0: yeah. I oh, yeah.
1: Paris, yo. So, let me tell you, like, the whole story, right? So, the whole story is, I'm on set with Ray J, and Ray J's real girlfriend is this girl named Kim Kardashian. Oh, shit. And she would be on set, like, all the time. And... Like the news story broke, like uh, Nick Lachey breaking up with Jessica Simpson, seen with Paris Hilton's best friend, Kim Kardashian. Like that was the headline that like broke Kim K coming out of what's now Bootsy Bellows with Paris Hilton and Nick Lachey. Okay. And Nick had just broken up with Jessica Simpson off the, the television show they played like a simple, whatever oh, okay. it was
0: yeah, I remember, I remember on MTV.
1: Exactly. MTV. So I'm with Kim all the time and she's like, Oh, you're going to go shoot with my best friend. I'm like, who? She's like Paris. I was like, okay. So I remember we shot in Australia. So I fly to Australia. We have a table read. And the director says, I need you and Paris to go like on your own little date. So me and Paris went on like a date, but Paris is from LA and I'm from LA. So I just start telling her all these stories about people that were our mutual friends. And she's like, oh, wow, like you you know me, like not my Hollywood, <laughs> like, you know, like local LA high school girl me. Um, so we got real close. And then all that chemistry that we had on on camera was real. It's great.
0: Yeah, that's what's up. What, yeah. what was the uh, hardest, of, what, excuse me, what was the challenges that uh, came with playing and a uh, you know horror, what is it is it a horror type movie horror role.
1: the challenge was when we were making the movie they were making a reality show about the movie oh okay it didn't really come out but while we were making the film it was like real worlds like in the house but like with the cast it was like a reality tv show but just the cast members and they were trying to Fuck with all of us, like telling lies, like trying to plant like booby traps, like all this shit, like saying who's who, all that kind of stuff. Got you. So we was dealing with all that aside from just like making a movie. You see what I'm saying? Got you. So that was a little bit of like a conflict because I had never really encountered that before. Because like that's like when reality TV was like starting to become like big, and I was thinking, why are y'all trying to make a reality show? when we're already on a movie, you know what I mean? But you mean, you see what happened with reality TV. They were like, the drama behind stage is more important than the fucking, you know, what happens on camera. So that's kind of like, that was like the biggest challenge for me. And I didn't really know how to navigate it. I was like, I ain't never been fascinated with tabloids. And we go out to dinner and it'd be like paparazzi, like crazy. I'm with Paris. the biggest person on the planet at that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we'd be out at a dinner and it'd be like, 30 paparazzi is just like, <laughs>
0: so hold on. So, that was your first time experiencing like the paparazzi,
1: yeah, like paparazzi, like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't ever trying to be in PR or like in that world. But I'm with Paris, she's like the biggest person on the planet. We can't go nowhere that she's not gonna just get lit up. So, that was, I mean, that was it. That was like the challenge, but it was hot though, it was great.
0: So by you saying that, let me ask you this. So what don't you like about Hollywood?
1: So I'll, I'll say this. There's nothing that I don't like about Hollywood because now I know what kind of animal it is. Right. Okay, Got you. So like people say, like, if you own a Doberman, like a Doberman, he might snap on his owner. But it's a Doberman. It's like what are you talking about like, that's the dog you got. You know what I'm saying? Like, he don't have no, like, real loyalty to you. He's just trying to, you know, get in where he fits in. So, like, now that I appreciate that Hollywood does that, they're like, we're going to win no matter what. If everyone's winning, we're going to win. If everyone's losing, we're going to win. If there's nothing going on, we're going to create a situation where we win. And I love that about Hollywood. But I didn't understand that as, like, a young person. You know what I mean? I'm just a bit, you know good dude from LA, like just trying to make it out of the hood, you know what I'm saying? But Hollywood is own beast and I, I appreciate it now.
0: So we gonna get into the current. Current. I just watched uh, Bolden today.
1: Oh, powerful yeah. Powerful
0: movie, man. Super powerful. I wanna say somewhat from looking at that movie, I think he invented rap.
1: Yo, he did. He did. So Buddy Bolden, invented the downbeat which is the invention of rock and roll gospel r&b hip-hop like everything that came after orchestra is this one dude invented it he's like the original battle rapper basically yes you know what i'm saying with a trumpet but it's crazy because so this guy named dan pritzker he's an amazing director and he wrote it and he's the number one like financial supporter for African-American scholarships in the world. So he made this movie and he's like, I wanna tell a story that's really gripping of like the world that someone of that talent and that color lived in at that time. And so he basically made a movie of like the society being like, wait a minute, you're a black man, and you can, like, sell tickets and sell out crowds, like, we need to kill you. So that's the movie he was making of, like, the society being, like, you can't have somebody rise that kind of power and be that color. So let's give them drugs. Let's give them alcohol. Let's give them disease. Let's give them, like, inner racial conflict and fights. Let's do whatever we can to just suck the life out of them. But before we do that, we need him to record this sound that everyone cares so much about and put it in this thing called radio. Once we have his sound in a radio, we don't need him anymore, just kill him. And like, you can think about Bob Marley, Pac, like Biggie, like, we have your music captured in a box that people will love forever. Michael Jackson, his songs will be great forever. Yeah. Prince. And we don't need you to stay alive for that. Once we capture the music it's deep, bro. Yeah.
0: No, that movie. Yeah. When I looked at it, I'm like, okay, Cause I uh, saw you like promoing for it. So I'm like, I'm going to check it out. And I'm like, Oh wow. He's right. This is deep. Like this movie is very deep. Like, Basically, like, even, like, when they was in the juke joints uh, to us down club scene, it's, like, twerking and stuff was going on, like, what we see today. But in their time, it was a little different. But it's still the same thing. I'm, like, this dude invented hip-hop.
1: I don't care what nobody say. Exactly. Like, I'm in the club, cutting it. Girls is twerking. We got drugs. Let's go to the hotel afterwards. Let's get naked. Let's smash. And let's, like, you know what I mean? Like, just be irresponsible. That is we're still living in that same wave now. It's just like the next set of waves, but you know what I'm saying? It's still like that's that's very much that's why I was like, I want everybody to see, especially everybody who identifies with like the hip hop culture. Like you gotta watch this film. Yeah, oh, no,
0: that's a that's a must watch. I'm definitely gonna put more people on it, like, yeah, you gotta see that
1: movie. Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: All right, man. So um let's talk about uh current projects you're working on.
1: Okay, so I got a project right now called California Love. And it's like, it's like Titanic in the hood. I swear, it's so dope. It's like this girl from like, you know, the right side of life comes down to the hood and falls with in love with the dude from the, the wrong side of the train tracks. And it's a true story. So like this like pretty girl from uh, Milwaukee, yeah, she's from Milwaukee, moves to Beverly Hills and gets like a side job, like helping out the inner city in South Central LA. And she falls in love with the head of Hoover Crip. And that's how the the movie begins. And uh, it's just phenomenal. And the girl who played it, like she's like a young Julia Roberts type. She's so phenomenal. And I got to play like, you know, her lover who was like, a hood dude and I really identify with it. And it's cool cause like the woman who made the movie, all her, her slain like man's friends are still, you know, in that world, but still trying to help her make this film. So I kind of had to get validated to be in this role. And truth be told, Nipsey had my role before the whole thing went. Oh,
0: wow. Wow. That's what's up, man.
1: So like, and the thing about it is I know Nips, um, he lived like three blocks from my house. He was a little bit younger than me. So you're like, you know how like at that age, like if someone's a couple of years younger than you, it can be a real divide, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like Laura London went to my high school, he lived down the street and Marathon, his shop is right next door to my cousin Woody's barbecue shop.
0: Okay, that's what's so, up, man.
1: Where where that whole thing went down with him, I've been on that block of ten thousand times. You know what I'm saying? Like that's my family's restaurant.
0: You never think that would happen, someone like him.
1: On a Sunday, I remember that day like I'll never forget it. I remember it was a Sunday. It was like April, and I was I was thinking like nothing can go wrong today. And that that's when I was thinking that is when it was happening. And so like with this movie, it kind of means like more than one project to me because I know that I'm carrying a torch and I'm carrying a torch to somebody that's like a loved one and a neighbor and not like in a person who's distant to me. Like I feel like sometimes like I'm, I'm happy what happened with Nipsey's legacy that everyone, you know, put him up to the world. Yes, It's important because he was a positive dude and he, everybody he touched, it was like positive energy. So everything that has happened with him, I love it. His music's, you know, bigger than ever. They, they gave a block after him. I support that. I am mourned in a different way. Cause I knew him. I didn't feel right to like write something on like a social media or like, you know, put a picture of him up. You know what I'm saying? Cause it was a lot more personal to that, to me. And so, everybody mourns differently. And I'm so glad that people had that outlet and everyone can like share in that. For me, I now have this movie. That's like my ode to him, you know, and it'll come out later than all the mourning that everyone was going to, but it's still my, my way of mourning somebody who I believe is great. And that I admire, even though he was younger than me.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, most definitely that's a real way to, uh, more than somebody, and that's an outlet for you to, you know, get that out. That's what's up. Uh, funny thing about him is is that me and him the same age, but him and my mom have the same birthday. I found that out after he passed. I was like, wow. And I, yeah. and I remember listening to him before a lot of people, where I'm from, uh, back in North Carolina. Um, nobody was listening to him like that. I feel like I was, like, one of the only ones listening to him at the time after seeing yep. his uh, interview on. on The Breakfast Club. And I'm like, y'all, yep. I'm feeling feel this guy's music. So he he has some uh, very very good music, and Marathons definitely to me top ten album.
1: Yeah, no, it's great, dude. I I love Nibs, man. He's he's outstanding. He's a great artist too. He's just a real person, and he's someone I don't think that he was never like. He was always authentic and who he was as a whole man, and how he dealt with every situation. You know, it's like. I'm from this neighborhood, but I'm also a father, but I'm also a businessman, but I also want more for everybody, you know what I'm saying? And like, I think that that was just so dope that he was like a diamond like that, like super multifaceted and still like all one person in real that way. Got you, that's yes.
0: what's up? Okay, so you found the fountain of youth. So basically, what is your workout regimen, man?
1: All right, so I got, I got two things. So number one, the simplest answer is, if you sweat every day, you'll stay younger. Okay. Some people some people don't sweat every day, so I sweat every day. Now I try to figure out what would be the easiest way to sweat, like because I'm lazy, so I need like something that like works fast that like you could do it anywhere. And so I I came up with this workout. That for everybody who knows us is like, bro, that's a prison workout. <laughs> you, know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't do nothing that nobody else don't know. That's just a prison workout. But, like, I basically modified prison workout and, like, kind of remarketed it as like a doctor oriented workout. But it works. It's like everybody knows in a jail cell, like, you ain't running nowhere. Like, you got just the floor spot next to your bed to work out. So I took that concept, kind of modified it, made it real simple. And now it's like, it turned into highway fit, which is like your road, your freedom. And the whole idea with highway fit is like, you could do this on the side of a highway. If, you, if you're a trucker and you always in your truck, driving across the country, you don't ever need a gym. You could just get out on the side of the road or wherever your rest stop is and do the workout. So that's kind of how it came up. And then I kind of became like the face of health like from that. And it's like growing. I'm like talking at universities and talking at corporate companies and talking at government buildings. And now we're talking about insurance companies giving like less premiums for people who do highway fit all the time. I'm like, wow. So I'm just letting it go. I'm just like no expectations, but it's great. And then, like you know, for my face, I'm gonna show you guys one thing right now. Hold on, one second, one second. So this right here, this right here is called Allure, and this is, is Fountain of Youth in a bottle. Okay. So it says it says uh, EPM, Better Science, Better Medicine. This is like face face oil, face cream, but it's made with all active ingredients. So it ain't no fillers in this. Like a lot of times you see face stuff. It's like white. And it's like, this is green. Cause it's from the earth. It's like all, all active ingredients, all earth. So anybody who wants to know what this is, like you can go to EPM products. It's EPM product X, but I'm a real supporter of this. Cause I had a mole and my mole fell off
0: with that now, stuff,
1: with this stuff. Wow. And like, my whole family, like my mom's side of the family, everybody got moles. They got moles on their neck and moles on their chest and moles on their face. That's, and so, yeah, that's
0: the theme of black people, man. You
1: <laughs> that, know, so. That's us. <laughs> right, so when it happened to me, I'm like, okay, well, this might, it's, it's hereditary. So I started using this and you know, you can get self-conscious because I'm on television. I'm trying to kiss girls on TV. <laughs> I got this big old mole on my face and my shit fell off. I was like okay and then I have psoriasis and eczema my shit went away I'm like okay so this could help me out and help other people out I'm going to start promoting it so now it's like transform suffering for all so um, you can go on uh, the website is www.epmproductx That's EPM products but epmproductx.com so
0: cool that's what's up, man. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no doubt. Listeners definitely go out there and get that product.
1: The the the, the microbiologist who invented it said that when they went to the drugstore, they would see all these products on the shelf. And if you look at the products, it says like on the back, it would say like active ingredient. And then they have like a whole section, like inactive ingredients. And they were like, inactive ingredients. Why, the, why would you put inactive ingredients in anything? So they're like, what if we just made products that just had all active ingredients, like no inactive ingredients? And that's what EPM came. Elite Performance Medicine is what it's called.
0: That's what's up, man. Congrats on the uh, business opportunity. And uh, I'm definitely going to go check some of those products out. Yeah, As You no said you had a mold fall off. Definitely oh, got to yeah. give that a try.
1: My phone's dead right now. Otherwise, I would show you guys. I would, my phone just died. So I was like, I wanted to show you guys. but. It- Okay, okay,
0: but my last question, and hopefully you have a story for me, because everybody seems to have a story. You have a Mike Tyson story? Oh,
1: yes, I do. That
0: beat, that beat Fat Joe's. Have you heard Fat Joe's story?
1: My, my story is better than my, than Fat Joe's story. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay, so, like, my dad was in the military. My dad taught me never be afraid of anybody ever. Like, you be afraid of God, and that's it. I go to this hollywood party i'm talking like mansion party like all these girls and i'm there with my girl and my girl is like wearing nothing like g-string and like you know what i'm saying like one of them see-through bras and we're walking through the party and i see this arm like go out to like grab my girl and i grab it i'm like yo motherfucker who it was Mike Tyson. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was wow. Mike, it was Mike Tyson's arm that like I didn't like I, I, you know what I mean I gave him one of them like Nigga, what the fuck I saying? and it was Mike Tyson's arm. And I swear, like my mind, the only thing that went through my mind was like chair. It was like the only chance you have of handling this situation is being able to get a hold of a chair. And like, WWF like... That's what nigga. I am about to say.
0: You went, you was about to go WWF on him.
1: Yo, listen, that's all I thought was like, is there a chair in reach? And he looks at me and it's like, he sees me see the situation and he's like, oh, my bad. <laughs> no, it's like, no, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like no, no, I mean, you know, I'm not... Listen, I understand you're a legend, you know what I'm saying? But this is my lady, there's a lot of ladies here. This is the wrong one, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna have to take that L tonight to keep my manhood. Cause when it happened, and the, how it could have really escalated, I would have taken that that knockout punch. Man. I would I would have I taken it. Just Man. cause I, I was with my woman, I was like, I'm not gonna be that sucker who's like, nigga, you should have been in the gym more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: That's 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 crazy, because did you hear the um, lock story regarding Tell Eve?
1: Tell me the lock story. This so, is great.
0: So, basically, Mike Tyson was at an event. It was on a red carpet, Locks Eve. That's when, you know, I think Eve was, like, big at the time. Right. And Mike Tyson was like, Eve, i fucked the shit out of you. And the locks told her, you're going to have to eat that one. Like, we can't do nothing. You know, usually they say anybody else, they'll fuck them up, but... They told her, you're going to have to eat this one because we ain't fucking with Mike.
1: Really? But for you
0: to do that and tell me that story, wow.
1: Yeah, no, seriously. I was like, in my mind, because the thing about it, like, I can remember laying in bed with my pops, watching the story of, like, Mike Tyson with Robin Givens. Like, that was on television, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, like, yeah. Mike was like, he was rich, like just making more money than anybody ever made in sports at the time. And he was like, and am like, I eat your children, you know what I'm saying? And Mike was like knocking everybody out in like 19 seconds. And I remember my dad being like, this kind of a setup that Robin Gibbons could tell this story on camera and be like the sweet pretty girl. That like, I'm sweet and I'm pretty and like like, I just, he was a monster, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like, how would anyone not believe her? Cause the nigga's killing everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like,
0: and Cock Diesel as hell.
1: Yeah, he is the monster. So like when she said that story and like, you know he's in the handcuffs and like in that trench coat it's like this rich, successful man who's an athlete who is an excellent athlete is now going to jail cause of a bullshit story. And now he's out. And like in my mind, like it happens so fast. Like when I grabbed his arm and then it like, cause I grabbed his arm like here. And then he like turned around at me and I saw that it was Mike. And like in my head, I was thinking he would go to jail again. Wouldn't he? <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> like I've been there before. Wasn't that bad. Ain't nobody fuck with me. Like he would go back to jail. And I was just thinking like, I just need like something like this. <laughs> to, to, to just like, just like this nigga, wow. and just just like deal with it after that, because this is my girl. Man,
0: that's a, that's a legendary story right there.
1: And it all went over so smooth, and I got to enjoy the party. And I remember, like, you know, when you get when your girl look at you like, oh, you really gonna protect me? You know what I mean, like, I got I got that ass that night. you know what I'm saying, and we're like, my man was gonna fucking go fist to cuff with Mike Tyson, like. he loved me that was a great moment so
0: man that's what's up man hey hey more power to you on that so
1: what but what's so funny about it is like i realized that that wasn't necessarily me it's how my father raised me
0: yes you
1: know what i'm saying because it was like my reaction wasn't like my decision it was like how i was programmed like i can hear like my dad in my my mind being like don't be afraid of death like my dad would always say I would kill somebody and walk to jail. That's what my dad always said, like for my family, I kill somebody and walk to jail.
0: Oh man. I like that quote. I like that. And,
1: and so like, I heard that my whole life, like two years old, eating eggs, like in the kitchen, you know what I'm saying? Like I'll kill somebody and walk to jail. So as a grown man, like when I encountered that situation, not recognizing that it was Mike, the first thing that went to my head was like, kill this man and walk to jail. Like, but is Mike Tyson? You can't kill him. Nigga, grab a chair. Like you know what I'm saying? Like all that, all that went to my head like a split second. So that's my Mike story.
0: Man, that's what's up, man. Like I said, hey, thanks for sharing that story. That 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 was a great story right there. All have, right, you seen,
1: have you seen Mike's videos like now? Oh, have yeah. I've watch? been I watch
0: his podcast. I, I know he's a changed man. Like he's seen, like he says much happier that he's broke now.
1: But yo. If you watch his fighting, like Mike Tyson should be a boxing coach.
0: Oh yeah, I seen. Oh, I know what video you are talking about. He still, yo, he still got the hands, man. He quick too.
1: Yes, he got like I call him prison hands. Like you can't teach that. That's somebody who's like surviving, like staying alive. Like you know what I mean. Like he fight like he is either you or me, like to die. He fight like that. Yeah, I I, I love Mike though. Michael, I mean, it was Michael Jack. It was. What was it? Trey Song who said it? Uh, Can't remember.
0: what Michael said, Jackson, Mike said, Tyson, Michael Jordan?
1: Yeah, he said Jackson, uh, Tyson, Jackson, Jordan, like whatever the line is. He said that that was it in the 90s, bro. It was Jordan, Tyson, and Jackson. That was it.
0: Yeah, three mics, man. Legendary mics,
1: legendary. Mics, Nobody dude.
0: will ever do what they
1: did. Yeah, oh man, dude. Them and Bo Jackson. Bo is the man, bro. bro. Bo got legendary. You ever heard stories about Bo Jackson?
0: I haven't heard many stories about him, but I, I know like he has one of my favorite pair of shoes I got back in the day. Like
1: everybody loved Bo Jackson. Yeah. Listen, if you ever interview like athletes from like that time, ask them about Bo Jackson. They say Bo Jackson was like. Better than every athlete in every sport, like running up the wall. You ever heard of the Mike the Bo Jackson like over the head with the bat story? I haven't heard that. Bo Jackson broke a Louisville slugger over his head. God. Like Those bats are it made over tough, head? man. Oh, yeah, bro. They said he ran a 4 1 40. 4 1? I think they said that Bo beat a four second 40. He ran like a three nine one time.
0: Okay, now I got to do my research on Bo Jackson.
1: Look, look, it up on Bo Jackson, and everybody Dion would tell you those stories, like Eric Dickerson, tell you those stories, like everybody got stories on on Bo. They said he was like like a machine, like nobody they they haven't encountered any athlete that was like that kind of power and strength like Bo Jackson.
0: Yeah, that's what's up, man? Yeah, I'm definitely yeah I'm gonna definitely have to do my research on that. All right, let me let me ask you this one last question: Carolina or Duke
1: got to okay. choose right now. Come on. All right, listen, listen, listen. Before I lose all my fans, I'm going to have to go to Carolina. Okay, know you did right. You did right, man. I'm going to have to go to Chapel Hill, okay, Carolina. But that's one of the craziest rivalries ever. Because, like, y'all's wins against each other are, like, dead even, right? Yes. And it's separated like,
0: by one point.
1: One, yes. It's like all the wins add up to the same amount of wins, and all the points add up and separated by, like, one point. That's insane. But yeah, yeah you got to go gotta go. You gotta go. It's, okay, you cool. Understand?
0: Yeah, I'm a big Carolina fan. You have to, like, back where I'm from, you have to choose. And yeah. It's, it's it's a religion.
1: Bloods are, it's, it's Bloods of Crips in, in Carolina. It's yes. Duke, Duke and yep.
0: All right. All right. So where can uh, the listeners follow you at on social media?
1: Yo, if you see me out in the street, just come up, give me a hug. You know what I'm saying? I'm a real friendly dude. I smell nice. It's great. Um, but if you don't see me in the street, uh, you can go on my website therobertrichard.com and then on all my handles i'm the robert richard on everything instagram twitter facebook the robert richard
0: all right man well thank you for uh doing this interview yeah and we it was had a, good a pleasure time, man, man giving like good content good stories
1: yeah no we had a good time man we had i had some uns- like you did a lot of research and we had some surprising questions and i was just you know, I was I kept a PC for some things, but was real honest about No, I'm
0: gl- yeah, I'm glad you was real honest, man, because you gave some real like real content, like no fake shit, straight real, okay. kept it one hundred. And look, anytime you wanna come back on to promote oh. something, come on man. It doesn't even where, matter.
1: Where you at? Where you at?
0: I'm in Atlanta right now. Oh
1: so yes. when I come to Atlanta, we're gonna do in studio.
0: Okay, cool. We can do that. I'm down. Definitely yeah, yeah a- definitely come to Atlanta.
1: I'm gonna come to Atlanta. I'm going to probably bring some of my friends who's out in Atlanta. We'll get everybody in the studio. We'll have a good time. We'll have a little drink, and then we'll, we'll chop it up.
0: Okay, cool. Hey, I'm down, man. Just let me know when.
1: Good shit. Good shit.
0: All right, man. Thank you for listening to the Yo Rewind That podcast. Hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, and follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Yo Rewind That.